0: Chapter Ten of Marion Harland's Cookery for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Marion Harland's Cookery for Beginners, Ten, Meats. One of the most comico-pathetico true stories I know is that of a boy, the youngest of a large family who, having always sat at the second table, knew nothing experimentally of the choicer portions of chicken or turkey. Being invited out to dinner as the guests of a playmate, he was asked first of all present which part of the turkey he preferred. "'The carker, carcass, and a little of the stuff, stuffing, if you please,' replied the poor little fellow, with prompt politeness. It was his usual ration, and, in his ignorance, he craved nothing better." The pupil in cookery, who enjoys tossing up entrees and devising dainty rechauffés, but cannot support the thought of handling raw chickens or big-boned joints of butcher's meat, is hardly wiser than he. It is a common fallacy to believe that this branch of the culinary art is an interesting drudgery fit only for the hands of the very plain hired cook. Another mistake, almost as prevalent, lies in supposing that she can, of course, perform the duty properly. There is room for intelligent skill in so simple a process as roasting a piece of meat, nor is the task severe or repulsive. Practically, it is far more important to know how to do this well than to be proficient in cake, jelly, and pudding-making. Roast Beef Have a steady, moderate fire in the stove-grate. Increase the heat when the meat has thoroughly warmed. Lay the beef, skin side uppermost in a clean baking pan and dash all over it two cups of boiling water in which a teaspoonful of salt has been dissolved this sears the surface slightly and keeps in the juices shut the oven door and do not open again for twenty minutes then with a ladle or iron spoon dip up the salted water and pour it over the top of the meat wetting every part again and again eight or ten ladlefuls should be used in this basting which should be repeated every fifteen minutes for the next hour allow twelve minutes to each pound of meat in roasting beef do not swing the oven door wide when you baste but slip your hand protected by an old glove or a napkin into the space left for the half-open door and when you have wet the surface of the roast quickly and well shut it up again to heat and steam a little care in this respect will add much to the flavor and tenderness of the beef should one side of it or the back brown more rapidly than the rest turn the pan in the oven and should the water dry up to a few spoonfuls pour in another cupful from the tea-kettle about twenty minutes before the time for the roasting is up draw the pan to the oven door and sift flour over the meat from a flour dredger or small sieve shut the door until the flour browns then baste abundantly and dredge again In five minutes, or when this dredging is brown, rub the top of the meat with a good teaspoonful of butter, dredge quickly, and close the door. If the fire is good, in a few minutes a nice brown froth will encrust the surface of the cooked meat. Lift the pan to the side table, take up the beef by slipping a strong cake turner or broad knife under it, holding it firmly with a fork, and transfer to a heated platter. Set in the plate warmer, or over boiling water, while you make the gravy gravy brown set the pan in which the meat was roasted on the range when the beef has been removed to a dish scrape toward the center the browned flour from the sides and bottom and dust in a little more flour from your dredger as you stir if the water has boiled away until the bottom of the pan is exposed add a little boiling hot directly from the tea kettle and stir until the gravy is of the consistency of rich cream pepper to taste, and pour into a gravy-boat. While I give these directions, I may remark that few people of nice taste like made thickened gravy with roast beef. Many prefer instead the red essence which follows the carver's knife and settles in the dish. The carver should give each person help his or her choice in this matter. I am thus explicit with regard to roasting beef, because the process is substantially the same with all meats. Dash scalding water over the piece put down for cooking in this way. Heat rather slowly at first, increasing the heat as you go on. Baste faithfully. Keep the oven open as little as may be and dredge then baste alternately for 20 minutes or so before dishing the meat. Roast mutton. Cook exactly as you would beef, but if you wish a made gravy, pour it first from the baking pan into a bowl and set in cold water five minutes or until the fat has risen to the top. Skim off all of this that you can remove without disturbing the dregs. It is mutton tallow very good for chapped hands but not for human stomachs return the gravy to the fire thicken add boiling water if needed and stir until smooth always send currant or grape jelly around with mutton and lamb roast lamb cook two minutes less in the pound than you would mutton instead of gravy you can send in with it if you choose mint sauce to two tablespoons of chopped mint add a tablespoonful of white sugar and nearly two-thirds of a cup of vinegar. Let them stand together ten minutes in a cool place before sending to table. Roast Veal Must be cooked twice as long as beef or mutton, and very well basted, the flesh being fibrous and dry. To the made gravy add two teaspoonfuls of stewed and strained tomato, or one tablespoonful of tomato ketchup, and cook one minute before pouring into the gravy boat. Roast turkey, chicken, or duck. It would not be possible for me to write such directions as would enable you to prepare a fowl for cooking. Yet I advise you to learn how to draw and dress poultry. Watch the process closely, if you have opportunity, or else ask some experienced friend to instruct you. For the present we will suppose that our fowl is ready for the roasting pan lay it in tenderly breast uppermost pour a bountiful cup of boiling water slightly salted over it if it be a chicken or duck two cupfuls if a turkey and roast basting often about twelve minutes for each pound when the breastbone browns turn the fowl on one side and as this colours on the other that all may be done evenly dredge once with flour fifteen minutes before taking up the roast and when this browns rub all over with a tablespoonful of butter shut up ten minutes longer and it is ready for dishing chop the liver and soft parts of the gizzard which have been roasted with the fowl fine and stir into the gravy while you are making it fricasseed chicken cut up a full-grown fowl into joints dividing the back and breast into two pieces each lay these in cold water slightly salted for half an hour wipe dry with a clean cloth in the bottom of a pot scatter a handful of chopped fat salt pork with half a teaspoonful of minced onion on this lay the pieces of chicken sprinkle a double handful of pork on the top with another half teaspoonful of onion pour in carefully enough cold water to cover all fit on a close top and set the pot where it will heat slowly it should not boil under one hour at least Increase the heat then, but keep at a very gentle boil for another hour, or until the chicken is tender. The time needed for cooking will depend on the age of the fowl. Fast stewing will harden and toughen it. When done, take out the chicken with a fork and arrange on a warm dish, covering and keeping it hot in the plate warmer or over boiling water. Add to the gravy left in the pot two tablespoonfuls of chopped parsley, a heaping tablespoonful of butter cut up in the same quantity of flour, half a teaspoon of salt, and a quarter of a teaspoonful of pepper. Stir to a boil. Meanwhile, beat up an egg in a bowl, add a teaspoonful of cornstarch and a small cupful of the boiling gravy. Beat hard and pour into the pot where is the rest of the gravy. Bring to a quick boil take it once from the fire and pour over the chicken cover and let it stand over hot water three minutes before sending to table smothered chicken the chicken must be split down the back as for broiling washed well and wiped dry lay it breast upward in a baking pan pour in two cups of boiling water in which has been dissolved a heaping tablespoonful of butter and cover with another pan turned upside down and fitting exactly the edges of the lower one. Cook slowly half an hour, lift the cover and baste plentifully with the butter water in the pan, cover again and leave for twenty minutes more. Baste again, and yet once more in another quarter of an hour. Try the chicken with a fork to see if it is done. An hour and ten minutes should be enough for a young fowl. Baste the last time with a tablespoonful of butter, Cover and leave in the oven ten minutes longer before transferring to a hot dish. It should be of a fine yellow-brown all over, but crisps nowhere. Thicken the gravy with a tablespoonful of browned flour, wet up in a little water, salt and pepper to taste, boil up once and pour a cupful over the chicken, the rest into a gravy boat. There is no more delightful preparation of chicken than this. Boiled Corn Beef Lay in clean, cold water for five or six hours when you have washed off all the salt. Wipe and put it into a pot and cover deep in cold water. Boil gently 25 minutes per pound. When done, take the pot from the fire and set in the sink with the meat in it while you make the sauce. Strain a large cupful of the liquor into a saucepan and set it over the fire. Wet a tablespoonful of flour up with cold water and when the liquor boils, stir it in with a great spoonful of butter beat it smooth before adding the juice of a lemon serve in a gravy dish take up the beef letting all the liquor drain from it and send in on a hot platter save the pot liquor for bean soup boiled mutton sew up the leg of mutton in a stout piece of mosquito net or of cheese cloth lay it in a pot and cover several inches deep with boiling water throw in a tablespoonful of salt and cook twelve minutes to the pound Take up the cloth with the meat in it and dip in very cold water. Remove the bag and dish the meat. Before taking up the mutton, make your sauce, using as a base a cupful of the liquor dipped from the pot. Proceed with this as you did with the drawn butter sauce for the corned beef, but instead of the lemon juice, add two tablespoonfuls of capers if you have them. If not, the same quantity of chopped green pickle. End of chapter 10